At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. You know, it's been a long time since we played great football at home. You know, we, it goes all the way back to the Saints game last year. And so we've made a certified emphasis on our team of eliminating all the distractions and showing up and playing our best football because, you know, I want to win, but I also, I also want us to be fun to watch. And I also want us to play with passion and energy. And so I'm excited to see them play. They've worked really hard to training camp and, uh, I've uh, I've been waiting for this moment. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Anish Shroff with Panther Talk, live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. It is game week. The Cleveland Browns come to town on Sunday. Packed show for you today. We'll hear from Coach Matt Rule dishes on week one and all that goes into it Jim Zoki talk to Yitor Gross Matos and we'll get a full download on the week one opponent but there really is only one place to begin and I know it's a bit of low-hanging fruit because everybody's talking about it nationally Baker 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 Eugene so much is going to be made of Baker Mayfield playing his old team all right put yourself in his shoes former player how do you channel the emotions? Man, I'm loving it. <laughs> you are. I'm, here's the problem. I'm loving it as a former player. When I got to play, I uh, went to Green Bay, and I played the Seattle Seahawks. I had to say all the right things and whatnot and make sure, you know what, this is just another game, all that stuff. You do all that stuff. But inside, I was like, okay, I get an interception here. I can knock out a guy here. I can do this. I'm going to make a statement. You got rid of me? Now you're going to know why. Okay, I, 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 I wanted to make that statement. I bet you Baker Mayfield is saying the same thing internally like look you got rid of me you don't want me you know really you don't want me well I'm gonna make you wish that you had me and so I think that he's gonna go out there with the swag that he has knowing that secondary knowing what what they would like to do against him in practice I think he's gonna have an advantage and I think he's gonna get that ball out quickly expeditiously and on target and I tell you what if he starts to get hot at all Cleveland Brown you better watch out you better watch out (laughs) And that's just the opener. That's just we the got, opener. We got, we, got 16, we got 16 more to do after this. Shut it down, Rob! <laughs> but I did like, uh, I think Baker made that comment about, you know, it's one out of, uh, he, and he said at one point also in uh, weeks prior that obviously he's not a robot. A game means something. But he also made a comment in the past week about there's 16 other games after this. And then he came out with T-shirts. 
So <laughs> about this particular game. So it's uh, it's 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 for real, and he's not a robot, and it's going to be fun to watch and see how he does. And uh, the Browns will be competitive on their end, trying to do the exact same things that uh, Baker's talking about on this side with his his teammates here, and, and trying to know what they do. They're going to be looking at tendencies, the way he throws the ball, I'm sure, and things like that in the past. So that'll be the fun chess match. Who can change enough stuff? Uh, who's going to be a little bit different maybe in the lingo they use on game day and stuff like that. But uh, the game itself will have a lot of juice to it, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny because with some guys, you worry about the moment, the magnitude, the noise getting to them. I don't know about you. With Baker, I kind of feel this is perfect. Week two almost becomes one where you're a little more worried where, all right, now you've played Cleveland, and now you're past that. You're past the emotional high. Can you get up? For a road game against a Giants team, which isn't expected to be very good. But for this first game, you know, Baker thrives off of this. Oh, Baker absolutely. feeds off of this. This is the type of guy where I don't even talk to him about playing Cleveland or his old team and let him show emotion. To me, this is a game where when you have a guy like Baker, it can bring the most out of him. I bet you he's probably not even thinking this. I'm just I'm just thinking as a player that I wish I was playing in Cleveland. <laughs> That's what I think he's probably like. You're lucky I'm not playing in Cleveland where I get to display what I can do on on tap that you saw every single time, hitting the receivers in stride, throwing people open, all that stuff that he was doing. I, you know, it's, it's that thing where you get that bitter taste and you don't say anything that when a team lets you go, you want to prove something to everyone. You made a mistake. You, may, you can't say it, but you can – Play that way. You could say it with your play. You could say, and that's what I'm getting at. You could say it so well with your play that everybody goes, "Oh man, why did we get rid of that guy?" You know, people start going, "How, how did we let that guy go?" You know, and I think you know he just has the swag, he has the competence, he has the arm, he has the ability at quarterback to embarrass you, and I think that he's going to do a number. I think he's, I think he's poised to go ahead and have a great, great game. And he'll um he'll know going in not to try to do too much, right? But that's the other thing too is like you don't want to try to win the game in the first quarter, or you know just try to make everything a deep throw down the field or like for a long touchdown. Remember that game where um it was Josh Norman and Odell Beckham Jr. going after each other, and yep. it, that wasn't like guys from different, the same team, but it just started where like there was this uh, tenacity between them, and it was the whole four quarters where Odell Beckham Jr. of the Giants, Josh Norman of the Panthers, were just tackling each other. They weren't like running routes at that point anymore, and penalty flags were coming out. It was just four quarters of just a scrum. So you don't want to lose focus. And I don't think he will because he's no. a smart player and he's a quarterback. But uh, you do want to stay in the moment uh, and just execute each play. As it and happens. don't forget the weapons that you have. You get Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't think you can even understate or overstate how good Christian McCaffrey is. And you put him back in that mix. I mean, we saw Tuba Harbor – get a whole bunch of touches in the preseason. Like, and I'm like, man, imagine if that was uh, Christian McCaffrey on that swing pad getting that ball out in the flat or against that linebacker or against that safety or when uh, Baker Manford dropped it in between the corner and the safety. If that's Christian McCaffrey, he's so special that he does mm-hmm. something with that. So now you're not only thinking about Baker Mayfield, you're like, I got to worry about that cat right there, number 22. So you got you've got your hands full just – alone having Chris McCaffrey back in the mix. Yeah, and if you want to go back to his college days, so he transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. He played Texas Tech three times as an Oklahoma Sooner, won all three, and there was a game in there, 545 yards, seven touchdown passes. Wow. It it means something to him. (laughs) Yeah, Again, 
He's the type of guy like, well, the guy take planted me out of the game. A, Don't planted take me a flag out. in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. He planted a flag in <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Uh, He's not laid back. It'll also be our first chance of seeing, for real, the Ben McAdoo offense because we've only seen, you know, we haven't seen Baker, first of all. We've not seen a Ben McAdoo offense here because it's so vanilla in the preseason. So this will be our first taste of kind of like how does he operate in terms of play calling and what that's going to look One like. One thing I will say about the Ben McAdoo offense is he gets the ball out very quickly. And all the quarterbacks were getting that ball out in time, 2.3, 2.2, 2.3, 1.7. The ball was coming out very, very quickly. And then you still can hit those routes deep down the field. So I think that ball is going to come out very quickly. And if it comes out very quickly, almost like a West Coast offense, it keeps you on your heels and it keeps their linebackers extremely busy. Into Christian McCaffrey, wow. Christian McCaffrey, we didn't see a ton of D.J. Moore in the preseason oh, games, right. so you're going to have D.J. Moore. And, again, we're going to see Baker and this offense with its full complement. That is going to be fun to watch. We'll dive more into this game against Cleveland. Week one is here. This is it. We're leading up to Sunday. When we come back, we'll hear from the Panthers head coach, Matt Rule. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'm really pleased with the team, just uh, uh, the, the camaraderie, the um, the sense of team that they have. I think that that's something that, until you're kind of really in it, like, you know, you, until you see it, maybe I don't, you know, you don't appreciate, you know, when I'm up on the second floor, but when you go down to the first floor and you see those guys and the way that they kind of support each other, I think it's really something special that we have. Uh, I think we've gotten a lot better in a lot of areas. Um, I think we're throwing and catching the ball better. I think our, our pass rush and getting after the quarterback has been really good. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Here with head coach Matt Rule. For your final weekend before the football season started, what did you do? <laughs> I, uh, I, I hung out with my kids and watched a lot of uh, college football. You were saying in the press conference you showed your team the North Carolina App State ending, the Florida State LSU ending. What was the purpose of that? Well, I think, you know, again, we want our guys to understand that every game, you know, normally comes down to the last four or five minutes of the game. And it's the decisions you make, you know, and how interrelated they are. So, you, know, you take the App State game, you know, the onside kick, instead of just, you know, falling on the ball and ending the game, how that then gave them another chance. You know, obviously the LSU game, you know, a fumble punt leads to then a fumble at the goal line, which leads to a block kick. So, just wanting all of our guys to see that, you know what, everyone, everyone has a hand in winning or losing a game, and everyone has to do their job. The outside story for week one against Cleveland is going to be all about Baker. What's the story for you inside the locker room when you know that's the question you're going to be asked a million times, Baker, Baker, Baker? Well, I mean, he, he's the quarterback, and so I certainly understand it. And, uh, you know, I support him. I have his back. I believe in him. Um, but for me, this is, you know, this is the Carolina Panthers versus the Cleveland Browns. It's about all of us. It's about all of our guys. It's about Christian getting back on the field. It's about Robbie and DJ hitting things full stride. It's about a young defense, J.C. Horn coming back from injury. There's so many guys that have worked and waited for this moment uh, that, you know, I choose to focus on that. And, um, uh, you know, at the same time, also let Baker know that, hey, we got his back. We want him to go out and play as well as he possibly can. Do you say anything to him? Is there a message, or you just leave him alone? No, I talk to him all the time. I mean, uh, you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys. He's hard not to talk to. So, but you know, he's he's played football in this league for four years. I mean, he knows how to handle big games. And uh, to me, the, the key is that the, hey, they're all big games. They all count towards our final record. And so, uh, he'll be ready the way he's practiced. Uh, he's focused. He's ready to go. What questions do you have, or what's the biggest question that you have about this team going into Week One? 
I, you know, I think I think number one, when you play week one, you play a full game. You know, it really is a true picture of who you are. You've seen snapshots along the way in scrimmages and preseason games, but you know, what's your competitive stamina like? Well, you know, how are you coming out of the half? How are you in the fourth quarter? Uh, those are the things that I think make up champions. And so, uh, you know, we, we we look back at the you know the previous two years, even the previous four years, and really it's been a tale of not being great in the second half, not being great in the fourth quarter. So we've tried to coach to that and practice to that and tell our guys, hey, we want to be the best at the end. So I want us to come out with a ton of juice and energy. I want us to play great. But at the end of the day, I want us to play our best our best football in the fourth quarter when it counts. Matt, in a lot of ways, Cleveland's a good stress test for where you guys have improved in the offseason, right? You want to shore up the offensive line. They've got two premier pass rushers. You want to be better against the run. They've got a great O-line and maybe the best running back tandem. So do you kind of look at that and say, well, we'll know after week one if we've improved in these areas? Yeah, we've talked a lot about winning the line of scrimmage. You know, the, the ability to run the ball and stop the run, the, the ability to protect uh, you know, our quarterback to affect their quarterback. And as you said, this is a team that does it. You know, first and second down, they run the ball about 55% of the time, more than most NFL teams. Uh, we're going to have to play with uh, extreme physicality. We're going to have to tackle well. Um, it, it'll be a great test. And you know what? I, I, I think, uh, like as you said, uh, A, you know where you are. You have a chance to test yourself. And then B, it, you know, it can only go up from there. So um, I'm excited about it. Our guys are prepared for it at a high level. Yeah, the one guy that has not been talked about a lot is Christian McCaffrey. And, and he hasn't played in any preseason games. We've seen him in practice. Um, what are your expectations for him going into this year? Well, I think he's one of the best players in the National Football League. And, uh, you know, obviously injuries have, have, have banged him up the last two years. But, uh, you know, I believe in him. And I believe that he's a, a great player. He's a great leader. And I think he's going to have a great year. So we're going to go out. We're going to turn him loose. We're going to play him and uh, let him do his thing. Last thing, Matt, being at home week one, what do you want to show these fans? It's really for the first five games um, at home. You know, what is, from your standpoint, you know, something that you want these fans to take away from these first five games? Well, I want us to be an exciting team to watch. I mean, I want to, you know, not just, the, you know, obviously we want to win, but we also want to be a, a fun team to watch. And I think when you go back, I think, you know, the, you know, the Panthers have had 26 years of football. Seven times we've been to the playoffs, and I think all seven times we've had a winning record at home. There might be one year that's off. But, you know, Al Holcomb and Steve Wilkes did a great thing for the team, talking about the importance of winning at home. And so I want all the people that spend their hard-earned money to come watch us play. I want them to watch a team that plays with tremendous passion and energy but, but also is, is is fun and and uh, really enjoys the battle as well broadcast roundtable is brought to you by sitgo keep your engine clean with tri clean sitgo gasoline sitgo let's go together uh, jim i'll start with you as we uh walk into this new season going into week one what are the biggest questions that you have about the Panthers. I think because of who they're playing this week, you've got to be good in your interior run defense in particular, run defense across the board. But this will probably, out of week one, you'll probably see the best rushing team you'll face all year, if history's any indicator, with uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, even their backups who get in their third and fourth guys. Yeah, I remember Dearness Johnson, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah Dearness Johnson. They're, they're good, so they can run the ball. And, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett can run a little bit when he gets out there. And they got Josh Dobbs, the backup quarterback. If they do any package of plays for him, he can run. So they've got a team that can absolutely run the ball. And, uh, and again, Jacoby Brissett's been around. He's not a kid. I mean, he, he can manage a team and he can, he can play it so he can throw a little bit. But if they want to kind of go conservative, that would be an approach. That would be an easy one for week one. Eugene is trying to stop their run. So the Panthers made a move today on their defensive line. So, you know, things like that activity-wise – 
uh, they, they've got to be stout week one in stopping the run with the front seven. Absolutely. And for me, it's, it's the offensive line because you're going to get to a defense that's tenacious. The Cleveland Browns defense is very tenacious. They get after you. They seem to be like everywhere. It's almost like they got 12 guys on, on the field. They rush the quarterback extremely well. They hold up at the linebacker in the front seven. They hold up extremely well. And so you got to really be sound on the offensive line. That offensive line is somewhat rebuilt, if you will. So, I mean, having uh, Equano, you got Christensen, I'm looking at the guys. I'm like, man, you got some guys in there that have to play cohesive football, talk and communicate, and make sure there's no breaches because you don't want your quarterback on his back because you missed the block. Yeah, and also the reality is right now there's no depth at quarterback. That's Um, right. Beyond Baker, you've got P.J. Walker, Matt Corral's out for the season, Sam Darnold uh, is – you know, out four to six weeks at least. So uh, keeping Baker upright and healthy, and remember last year he did have some injury concerns, that's important. You're right, though. They've upgraded the offensive line. The test comes when it's Miles Garrett on one side and Jadavion Clowney on the other. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the ball is going to come out very quickly. I mean, I think Coach McAdoo has been setting that up that, you know, typically if the ball is, if you hold the ball for 3.2, 3.3 seconds, you're typically, typically you're going to get sacked, all right? When that ball comes out in 2.2, 2.3, that's pretty quick. That's really, really fast. And I'm expecting that against Cleveland, you're going to see some really quick routes, some slants, some slanting goals. You're going to see the ball come out very quickly. It's going to move lateral, some now routes, some quick stop routes. I'm expecting that also off the, the play action because you got Christian McCaffrey. That play action, draw the linebackers up, sneak the tight end behind them, sneak the receiver behind that. So I'm looking for that ball to come out very quickly. How much does that – Fluster and frustrate pass rushers too when that ball comes out quickly. Oh, absolutely! Because the only thing now, the only defense that you have is that you have to put your hands up to hopefully to get a block, you know. And what we've seen Baker Mayfield do this preseason, he found the throwing lanes. I mean, I mean, he's not a tall guy, but my goodness, I'm like, he's like finding the throwing lanes where his where his ball is not getting knocked down. And so, typically, when the ball comes out fast, you tell the guys, "Put your hands up, you may knock the ball down." But now you add Baker Mayfield to the mix where he's able to slide left, slide right, move his feet to find the throw lanes to get the rock out quickly. He does a great job of that, and we saw that in preseason. And, you know, D.J. Moore, we even talked about, you mentioned the slants and those kind of things. He'll come in big. But, just, again, just having McCaffrey out there, he's bound to probably catch eight to ten passes every game. He's yes. going to run the ball 20 times. So, I mean, we could talk about this and that, but, honestly, we see a lot of 22, and that's a smart way to play it because he's a special player. And Matt Rule at his press conference today was very clear. Christian McCaffrey's not on any kind of pitch count. They know they need him, and they have to get him the ball for this to be a productive offense. So you're going to see McCaffrey unleashed, which I think is a great thing if you're a Panthers fan. Uh, they're not going to try to you know, yes. worry about his usage. Hey, if he's healthy, he's going to play. He hasn't played a lot the last two years, but we're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey. Let him eat. Let Christian McCaffrey eat. One of the best players at his position. I, everybody's taking him in, in, in the fantasy draft. I got to get Christian McCaffrey back on my fantasy draft. I see why. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Ortho Carolina leveraging its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies to their entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Jim, you spoke to Yitor Gross Matos. Give us a little sneak peek of uh what you found out from him. I mean, he's not showing the pressure. He's not feeling the pressure. But we all know the pressure is on when you're replacing a guy like Hassan Reddick at the opposite edge opposite Brian Bruins. It won't be a one-man show. 
over there. But uh, we talk about that a little bit and kind of what needs to step up in year three for him. Yeah, that is coming up. Jim Zoki talks to Yitor Gross-Matos, now a starting defensive end with the departure of Hassan Reddick. That's next on Panther Talk here on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Mayfield's got time. Rolling to his right. Throwing. And so caught. Touchdown, Shy Smith. I feel great about this team. Uh, I feel great about the guys up front and the weapons we have in the skill position. So, and it's, you know, we haven't been out there as a complete unit yet. And so <clears throat> that's why the line of communication within the meetings and during practice and even you know, we didn't have everybody playing, but we can still learn from this tape and talk about it as a complete unit to, to be on the same page when we get out there. Um, I, I'm 100% confident in this group that we have and going forward. So, been just feeling really, really grateful for this group that we've had that welcomed me in here. Back to Anish Roth, Eugene Robinson, and Jim Zoki with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Last year, Hassan Reddick led the Panthers in quarterback sacks, but with his departure to Philadelphia in free agency, they're looking for some more help along the defensive line opposite Brian Burns. And are Yitor Grossmatos in his third year out of Penn State, the former second-round draft choice? Much more is expected of him heading into year three of his NFL career, and I talked to him about his progress and how he feels heading into a new season. Right now, I feel the best I've ever felt uh, in my career. Uh, physically, I'm ready to go. Mentally, I feel like I'm there. Uh, and you know, I'm just excited for the opportunity. And big opportunity for you, too, obviously, when you think about uh, Brian Burns on one side. There's uh, room on the other side with uh, Redick uh, off this team right now. You guys got some good rotations. But how do you feel about your chance to step up and take even more responsibility this year? Uh, it's obviously something I was you know, aware of since, since the offseason. I know what was going to happen. Uh, and, you know, with my having a chance to step up um, and be a big impact player for this team is something I've always wanted. Uh, Sometimes I felt like I could do so. Um, it's my chance, and I got to take advantage of it. And then you look at a guy like Derek Brown, part of your draft class. He looks like he's really, you know, he's had kind of his moments too, but like really pushing the pocket, doing a lot of things they thought he was going to do. What have you seen about him kind of growing with you at the same time? Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, I work out with Derek all the time in the offseason, constantly, um, you know, trying to get better together. So yeah, I've seen his development, um, you know, with his size and his ability to move at that size. Um, you know, obviously he'd be a great player in this league, and I think, um, just like it's a big opportunity for me, it's always an opportunity for him, and he's going to make most of it. Penn State produces some good players. Brandon Smith, what do you think about this fourth-round draft pick? Uh, freak athlete, man. Brandon's a freak athlete, a lot of potential, um, a lot of upside, and I think he's going to be able to come in and play for us. Um, and obviously, he's shown flashes during the uh, preseason. Uh, I think he's just going to continue to get better knowing him, and uh, I think he's got a bright future. Do you think at this point it's a little bit hard to know exactly how good this defense can be when Shaq Thompson's been out? Like you'll start to find out now with this first game against Cleveland just how good this defense can be? Um, I think, I mean, me personally, I feel like I know exactly, you know, this defense can be special. Um, we've got playmakers everywhere on that defense. Um, so I don't see there, why there's any reason that we wouldn't be a dominant defense, you know, as long as we can go out there and perform. Uh, to the level I know we're capable of. And for you guys facing a team like Cleveland, obviously Baker's former team and so forth there, but that's a great running team, obviously, one of the better offensive lines. So nice challenge for you guys in this home opener. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a great challenge for us. Um, you know, I know our coaches and our players are going to do the best they can to prepare for it. And, you know, we're going out there and play. Having gone through spring football, training camp again, getting ready out here on the football fields, just opening day at home. How excited are you about having that opportunity and going out there to get this first game going? Absolutely. You know, 
Uh, it's been a while since we were able to came, come home and play in the bank. Um, you know, I know all of us are looking forward to defending the bank um, and, you know, letting these fans leave with a win. Good stuff. Thank you, Yitor. Uh, awesome. And that is Panthers defensive end Yitor Gross Matos. We're back with more Panther talk right after this. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Here with Panthers DB Stanley Thomas Oliver. Give us an idea of how you spent your, your last few days of, uh, I guess, freedom right before the start of NFL season. Yeah. Um, I've just been just relaxing. I see my girlfriend, see my family members, you know, just soaking everything all in, just, just trying to, like, chill out, not, not be too anxious for nothing. What was your approach through preseason camp when you said, hey, I, I'm going to carve out a spot on this roster? You know, what were you trying to look, looking to do specifically? Um, me personally, just improve um, at my game, especially playing corner, you know, still learning, still absorbing a lot of uh, stuff from guys like CJ, DJ, JC. And most important, just focus on special teams heavy. I came in, I came in with a big mind at Gunner. I had a solid season last year. I wanted to improve on it. So I worked on special teams a lot. What specifically did you do to work on that? Like, you know, on the soccer fields, running around loops and stuff like that. Just just running mechanics, form, getting faster, acceleration. You know, at Gunner, you got to be fast. You got to get away, especially with vices and stuff like that. So just working on that. I know that's a big emphasis in the kicking game of special teams. So just trying to take over that reason. Now, people look at the secondary and they say there's some dudes on the secondary. You guys... Every day in practice, you see it all. Uh, give us an idea of how good the secondary can be. Um, this group, this group could be one of the best groups in the league. Um, we we can we gonna go as far as we want to go. Uh, we got a lot of talent, but we know talent don't take it take it that far. But working hard with the guys we got, we could yeah, sky's the limit. All right, let's get to know St a little bit off the field. Coolest thing you did this off season? Coolest thing I did is I went to Hawaii. That was that was the coolest thing I did this whole season. Um, took my family to Hawaii. I seen a white tiger for the first time in my life. Never seen a white tiger. Um, I like going to zoos a lot. Went to the zoo, saw my first white tiger. So. Which zoo did you go to? Uh, on a big island, they they have like a they had like a zoo like separated. It was like 40 minutes away from the resort, but it was it was great. They had a lot of animals that I never seen before, so I was lit. Is there a spirit animal that you have? Tiger. Why? Uh, because it is misunderstood. Everybody says the lion's the king of the jungle, but lions don't live in jungles. So a lot of people don't understand that. So, but the biggest cat in the cat family is the tiger. So tiger. What did you do on the Big Island? Um, mostly stayed on the resort, but um, seen the beach. Seen the um, it was called the Black Sand Beach. Yeah, Black Sand. That was amazing. Um, being there, seeing the cliffs, seeing the, the just the life. Life there is different from the U.S. Well, it is the U.S., but it's different from, you know, city life. Any uh, any volcanoes that you, you went up? No, nah, I wasn't trying to play with no volcano. No hiking, no volcano, nothing like that. Yeah, too hot. <laughs> this is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. You know, I think the thing we have to focus on, right, our main focus right now is our ability to run the ball and stop the run. You know, that showed up a little bit in the game the other night, and so there's some work that has to be done. Um, but it's, it's not a talent issue. I don't think it's a scheme issue. I think it's just a technical execution issue at some areas that, you know, we're going to try to be really, really intentional about and improve because, obviously, you know, we have Cleveland. Nobody runs the ball better than those guys. So, you know, we, uh, we have a lot of work to do. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. 
Panther Talk continues, and we bring in somebody who knows the enemy of week one pretty well. Dustin Fox covers the Browns for 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, the Browns flagship station. Dustin joining us now, and uh, buddy, I, I know there's there's one big overarching narrative that everyone's going to grasp onto in this game, so let, let's just start there. Baker Mayfield. Uh, folks here in Carolina know how that story's playing out in Charlotte and the Carolinas, but how is that story being played out in Cleveland, in Ohio? Well, obviously, it's a huge storyline going into this game in particular because, um, you know, Baker was our starting quarterback for four seasons, was the quarterback that led the Browns, you know, to, to their first playoff victory in, you know, 20-plus years. Um, and there's a lot of fans here that, you know, still like Baker Mayfield and, and feel like, you know, he was uh, a really good quarterback for them. And there's a lot of fans that are also, you know, a bit disgruntled by the fact that they decided to move on from him for Deshaun Watson. So it, it's, a, it's a very unique situation, especially considering the fact that Deshaun Watson's not going to play in this game. And we'll be going with Jacoby Brissett, who is, of course, you know, a solid backup, but he's not as good as Baker Mayfield. So the kind of storyline for us is, is we do the show is like, look, the Carolina Panthers have the better quarterback in week one. It's not the Cleveland Browns. You've watched him up close the last four years in Cleveland. Tell the folks in Panther Nation something about his game, something that you picked up that that doesn't get talked about as much. He's extremely smart. He has got a – I mean, this is all probably common. I mean, he's got moxie. Like, if the Panthers get the Baker Mayfield that we had in 2020, they're going to have a hell of a year. They are. Um, and I, I, th- I think that you guys can compete for the playoffs, maybe even the division. You know, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going on with Tom Brady in, t- in Tampa, but I think that division's wide open. Uh, if Baker can get back to, to the player that he was in 2020, I think you guys absolutely have, have a, a, a great chance to, to make some waves there in the NFC South. We know he was hurt in 2021, so that player that you're talking about from 2020, where did you see the big difference? And we know injuries are a part of it, but the big difference in production – and, and performance from 2020 to 2021? Well, it all started when he got, got that shoulder injury against the, uh, the Houston Texans early in the season. You know, he was trying to make a tackle and kind of gets that, that shoulder blown up and decides to play through it. It was a torn labrum, non-throwing shoulder, but obviously it was a lot, a lot of pain uh, for him to deal with in, during that season, and he battled through it. You know, there were times where he, he made some plays, but you could tell he was laboring, and as he, he labored and didn't quite have the success he had the previous season, I, I think that there was just frustration that, that mounted. Uh, there was uh, friction in the locker room between the coach and the player and maybe even some of his teammates because of just kind of his attitude. I'll say this, like when, when things are going well for Baker Mayfield, and Carolina Panthers fans will want to hear this, when things are going well, like everything's going to go well. The team's going to support him. His teammates are going to love him. The fans are going to love him. But if things go a little bit sideways, that's where things could get a little bit dicey. Given how Cleveland has built Dustin with that great offensive line with, in my opinion, the best running back tandem in the NFL, mm-hmm. do you fully expect a Cleveland's M.O. into this game on the road week one with the whole Baker narrative looming over everything? Let's run the ball and see if Carolina can stop us before we make Jacoby Brissett have to be a playmaker. I think that should be the game plan every single game, <laughs> not just against Carolina. You know, I agree with you. The Browns have one of the best running back tandems in, in the league, if not the best, in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
uh, and a, a really good solid third backup in uh, Dearness Johnson. So they've got some talented weapons there in the backfield. The only problem is, you know, if, if Carolina gets up in this game, that that will force Jacoby to have to make some throws. And I'm I'm worried about that. You know, I think Jacoby's a very serviceable play, serviceable player, um, perfect backup for for Deshaun Watson or for really for any starting quarterback in this league. But boy, for 11 games. I think that's a tall task to ask out of Jacoby Brissett. And, and hopefully Kevin Stefanski, who kind of veered away from what he did in 2020, which was a lot of heavy play action, a lot of running the football, uh, taking a little bit off of Baker's plate. Last year, he, with Baker's injury, it seemed like he, he threw the ball even more. In fact, he did throw the ball even more uh, with Baker banged up last year. So I'm hoping Kevin Stefanski learns from his mistakes and in, in terms of the play calling and, and gets back to that ground-and-pound attack and and takes a lot off of Jacoby Brissett's plate. On the defensive side, Carolina last year struggled to protect the quarterback. They have invested heavily in the offensive line, free agency, drafting Iki Aquanu with the first-round pick, sixth overall. But Cleveland presents a stress test. It's it's not just Miles Garrett. It's Miles and Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, those two bookend defensive ends are going to be a problem for not just the Panthers, but for a lot of NFL teams this season. And certainly you mentioned the rookie there on that offensive line. He'll be tested early in this game uh, by, by Garrett and Clowney. Now there is some concern from a Brown's perspective with our, you know, defensive tackles, very inexperienced guys in there, but having those pass rushers, you know, I, I think that, you know, and, and, and look, no one knows those pass rushers better than Baker Mayfield. So uh, he'll be very aware of where uh, 95 is at on the field because Miles Garrett is, is one of the best pass rushers in football. So that's that's probably the strength of our defense, and, along with our secondary. But, but yeah, I mean those guys are going to be a, be a, a monster for for teams uh, this year. You know, besides the obvious, the quarterback position with Watson sidelined. What are your one or two big questions that you have about Cleveland going into the season? Uh, we're talking with Dustin Fox, ninety-two point three in Cleveland. Uh, Dustin, I'll leave you with this. You know, folks nationally feel the Panthers are a slight favorite going into this game. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I do. And I think Carolina's going to win this game. Uh, Baker's going to play, you know, with that huge chip on his shoulder like he always does. And obviously, you know, being a former player myself, it's it's so difficult to play on the road. And the Browns have had their bugaboos in week one, really, for uh, <laughs> the better part of the last 20 years. So I think it's going to be a tough game, probably a close game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game by any stretch. I think both teams will probably play close to the vest. But I, but I do think Carolina wins this game. Yeah, I think there was a, a tweet that I saw recently. The, the Browns, uh, their best result, and I, I believe, like you said, it was 20 years in the season opener, was a tie. So, <laughs> yeah. um, right. you know, certainly history on the side of the Panthers. Dustin, we appreciate it. I'll see you down the road this season. Dustin Fox joining us, a little insight on the week one opponent, the Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. A new season is on the horizon. Week one, Sunday, the Cleveland Browns in town at Bank of America. A one o'clock kickoff, Carolina and Cleveland. Let's talk expectations for 2022. There's, uh, I think, in the NFC, it's top heavy when you look at the entire Ooh. conference. You've got or the entire conference. You've you've got who? You got Green Bay. You've got the defending champion Rams. You've got Tampa. Everybody seems to be riding Philadelphia in this offseason. Jalen Hurts is still a question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Where do the Panthers fit in overall, Jim, in the NFC landscape? Where, where do you see them? I think, you know, it's a, it, first of all, they got four of the first five at home, so it's important to get off to a, a good start. Yes, and, then, and then you go to the Rams, I think, week six out of that. So you'll, you'll you have five games before you play the defending champs on their home turf. And, and hopefully you've got something built momentum-wise heading into that game where it's like, okay, what's the measuring stick going to be here? Like that That's the best is the Rams on their home field based on where things are right now. So I think, you know, it, it's got to have some time for us to, to see this. I mean, we, we talk about Ben McAdoo's office. We haven't really seen it in a real game. We haven't seen Baker in a real Panther game. Uh, McCaffrey's just coming back. We know what he's going to bring and DJ Moore and some of the guys. But the offensive line you brought up, Eugene, is kind of uh, being put together and the defense. So I think to me – um, it's a it's it's obvious it's a wait and see. We don't know exactly how good it can be, but you like a lot of the moves they made. They addressed pretty much if you went like check by check of position groups, yes, adding things, adding to the coaching staff. I mean, everything's an improvement. I mean, this team's won five games three years in a row. This team's got to be better than that. So I think that they got feel like they could be a contender for a playoff spot. Eugene, until Tom Brady proves that that he's human, oh and so far evidence says no. Tampa's the favorite in the division, but. Uh, assuming Tom Brady still doesn't age, there, there's no reason Carolina can't be the second best team in the South. You know, and this is the thing what Zilk was talking about getting off to a really good start. There's something about winning that just forges more winning, and everybody gets excited about it. And then people fall in line, and then role players figure out what their roles are, and they do it with excellence. So there's a thing to be said about winning. And you know that the Tampa Bay is kind of like the elite team because of Tom Brady. If you're the Panthers, you're like, look, we got to take you down. We have to take you down to get the respect that we need so that you take us seriously. I think the Carolina Panthers has that swag to do it, and I think Baker Mayfield is that that guy that could do it because he doesn't fear anybody. He's not sitting there shaking his boots because Tom Brady's in Tampa. He's, he's not shaking his boots. He's, he's looking at his chops going, hey, I can't wait to go ahead and go against the best. Tom Brady's 45. Apparently he's got stuff going on too. So we, we, we know As he that. said. As he said. That's a near quote. I won't, I won't make you give the exact stuff. quote. Stuff. Yeah, paraphrasing. Stuff. <laughs> it's like NC State stuff. Stuff. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, or maybe we can unearth the picture in the attic, which must exist. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, somebody's got to find that. Somebody's got to find that picture, huh? No. You, know, you know, the man's got to collect. So uh, we got more to do here on Panther Talk. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Any Shroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki with you on Panther Talk Week 1 Sunday. Cleveland in town at Bank of America Stadium to take on your Carolina Panthers 1 p.m. Eastern time start. Uh, gentlemen, we talked about some of the questions that we may have had for the Panthers for 2022. What about the Constants? What areas, Jim, do you look at this team and say, yeah, you know, they got a chance to be really good in this spot? I think the defensive secondary yeah. is, is loaded. I mean, even like there's a lot of position we talk about then at quarterback. Obviously, you know, if you lose McCaffrey, that's that's that gets thin real quick. It doesn't matter who it is; it's just because of the the drop because it's McCaffrey. But the secondary, I mean, there's there's how are you gonna get them all back there, Eugene? It's just like it's, it's a great problem to have. So I guess when healthy. It's you know it's Deontay Jackson and uh, you'll have C.J. Henderson and then you'll have J.C. Horn as a slot nickel basically who can play down in the box for you there and then the safety's bringing in Woods to play, uh, pair with uh, Jeremy Chin. I mean that's that's five stout guys right there and you got depth behind that too. And don't forget Harsfield. I mean 
I like him. I've always liked him. And when he drops down and plays that little nickel position, I'm like, dude, he he's he's tough, strong, comes in there like a, a tough almost linebacker, like a guy hit you. And then also he can cover. And so you got so many people who can cover. This is why I like this matchup because you can go eight-man front against Cleveland and say, I can lock up on the outside with my guys because my guys are better than your guys. And don't forget, they got a quarterback, uh, Jacoby Brissett, who's not going to be really the guy like your quarterback. He's going to be a guy who's going to be trying to figure out how to play quarterback and not mess things up. That's totally different from just going out there and seizing the moment. The exciting part of this roster is there's about a dozen or so guys who have considerable upside left. There is a guy like Derek Brown, first-round pick a few yes, years ago. If Derek Brown takes that next step, now you've firmed up the interior of your run defense. Uh, Brian, Bar- Brian Burns has put together two really solid seasons. He's got room. There's some superstardom potential there, certainly with Jeremy Chin. Ioannidis, we haven't talked about him. He has a, a, another aspect at that defensive tackle spot that goes that really blocks things up and allows Derek Brown to go ahead and get some one-on-one time because he can sit there and, and take on a two-gap and take on a two, a two guys. So I like what he brings to the table also, frees up Derek Brown a little bit. Jim offensively, Shai Smith impressed. D.J. Moore, this will be the best quarterback that D.J. Moore has had. He had Cam Newton with a bum shoulder. Mm-hmm. He had Teddy Bridgewater. He had Sam Darnold last year. I'm excited at the numbers D.J. could put up with a full season of Baker. Yeah, I think he'll be the lead guy. And I think with, with Robbie, I mean, they're looking for a return to form of 2020, I think, with with Robbie from two years ago. We did in this offense. You know, Coach uh, Rule talked about last week about you know Robbie catching balls over the middle under that Joe Brady offense two years ago. He's not just a deep, over-the-top guy. that You should be able to use him in the middle a bit more there. But you mentioned Shai Smith. I think Rashard Higgins, like he was in Cleveland, will be a complimentary uh, wide receiver uh, that can make some good catches, make some big-time plays. Because when you line up three receivers, we don't really use the tight ends a lot. You know, someone's going to be open out of that group. It was DJ Robbie and Curtis Samuels. I think that was that, that – kind of that, that trio. Well, that next trio is going to be Christian McCaffrey's in there somewhere because guess what? How do you stop him? Mm-hmm. That's the exciting part. Wow. We get to see it all come together on Sunday. We get to see it come together at B of A at 1 p.m. The season begins. There's hope. There's optimism. There's an improved offensive line. There are budding stars on both sides of the ball. There's a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and there's a quarterback with a boulder swag. on his shoulder who's got a little swag. <laughs> he got the Fred Flintstone boulder. <laughs> who's got a little confidence. He's got a little something to prove. That's Baker Mayfield. Sunday, 1 p.m., we will see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for the season. We can't wait. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.